What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Grizz, also known as Unbeat Spade, also known as Josh, to you guys over at Hammer DFS, and welcome to another edition of Josh's Corner. Tonight, we're going to be breaking down tonight's uh, four-game slate, but before we get into tonight's four-game slate, we're going to break down or recap yesterday's slate. Uh, To save you all the boring and and dreadful pieces, I'm just going to talk about the interesting pieces of last night. Uh, The New York Knicks versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. What I tell y'all, man? What I tell y'all? Frank the Tank, Frank Nilenkina, man. What I tell you? He was going to be under-owned. He was going to play 20 to 25 minutes, and he was going to be a great value. Well, he was under-owned, that's for sure. He played um, 24 minutes, which is in the range of 20 to 25, and he was a great value. He was 3.3K, and he put up 28.75 fantasy points. I told you. I told you. I, I Honestly, I wish I would have pulled the trigger on him in the official lineup, but I feel like that was just a little bit too much of a risk um, to give out in the official lineup, but he, he, he was a great GPP line. If, if you played him in your line, man, let me know. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier, Ennis Canton, Kevin Knox all did, came out and did decent. Uh, for the Cavs, Larry Nance did uh, very decent. We had a good scoring nine from Jordan Clarkson and Rodney Hood. Uh, with so many players coming back and being healthy, I'm just going to write this off as they had a good night and not that something that's going to be solid and continue. Larry Nance is something that's solid that's gonna be, and is going to continue because Tristan Thompson's out. So as for, for as long as Tristan Thompson is out, Larry Nance is going to be a solid performer. Uh, moving on to the Bucks and Pacers game. Who expected Daddy's Young to put a, a 57.75 fantasy points last night? Sure as heck wasn't me. Uh, he, yeah, he showed out last night. Uh, also, it was just very interesting in this game. Victor Oladipo was supposed to be on limited minutes, but he came out there and played 29 minutes. It's something to keep a note of. Uh, moving on, we had the uh, Boston-Washington game. This game went over. It was a very high-scoring, very competitive game. I did not expect it. Uh, Wall, Irving, Marcus Morris, and Jeff Green all did well. If he was around in the hammer chat late, uh, I was talking about switching uh, Jeff Green to Luca, uh, Luke Kennard. Yeah, what a mistake. Uh, but can't cry for spoiled milk, right? Um, the Heat got blown out. Who's, you know saying, who's surprised by that? Uh, the Timberwolves and the Kings, what did I tell you? Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a good game. It was a good competitive game. If you watch the game, it's a good game, right? But nobody really showed their true upside. Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins, nobody, you know, Darren Fox, uh, Buddy Hill, nobody really showed their true upside. So, mm, you know what I'm saying? Because they was priced appropriately. Nobody really showed any too uh, too much upside. And then moving on to the last game on the slate, we have the Raptors at the Warriors. Who expected that the Raptors would go into Golden State without Kawhi Leonard and do what they did to the Warriors? They held the Warriors under 100 points at home, which uh, honestly to me speaks to the, the, uh, the strength of this Raptors defense. You know what I'm saying? The Raptors didn't score too many points, but they held the Warriors down. And that was really, really impressive. When they're fully healthy at home, that's really impressive. But uh, that's all I have for uh, yesterday's recap. But let's move on to tonight's slate. Uh, first game we got on the slate, we got the Los Angeles Lakers at the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets are favored by five and a half points. Uh, 224 and a half game total. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned for the Los Angeles Lakers, we have Brandon Ingram out. Um, and for the Rockets, we have, for the first time, Brandon Knight is probable to play. Now, I'll be t- paying attention to the beat writers to see if he actually is going to play and how many minutes he is going to be uh, able to play. If you have questions about that, if I find something, I'll, I'll share it in the Hammer Chat because, um, you know what I'm saying, he's, he's going to be the the, uh, the bare minimum on DraftKings, so he, he might be an interesting shot. Uh, moving on, uh, without Ingram, it's basically the LeBron and Kyle Kuzma show. 
they run the offense. Um, you can try to get cute with, with Lonzo Ball. I'm not going there. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going to play LeBron, most likely I'm going to play Kuzma as well. I like the duo. It's a great GPP duo. Has some good upside. Um, yeah, that's that's what's up. Uh, moving on to the Rockets side of the ball. If you paid attention to the Rockets advance number or you watched the Rockets game last night, uh, last time out, you saw that the Rockets kind of reverted back to not last season, but the season before, which was a bunch of uh, fast-paced offense. Basically, what the Rockets were doing was... Uh, we know that our defense isn't that good, but we know our offense can't be touched. So basically, what we're gonna do is we're gonna run up the pace. We, you know, what I'm saying we're gonna run up the pace, and we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of possessions in. So we're gonna score the ball a lot because we know that you can't score with us, and that's exactly what they did last time out. Uh, Eric, last time out, Eric Gordon got the start. Right, I'm interested in Eric Gordon again if he gets the start. Uh, if he doesn't, I'm not too much interested in him. Um, as far as for the matchup type situation, I can probably see Eric Gordon on Count Kuzma. That's a bit of a stretch, but, um, I'm a bit worried about putting PJ Tucker on LeBron. Uh, LeBron is just a touch fast and PJ Tucker is just a touch slow. Uh, I don't know about that matchup. Maybe we see a little bit more James Ennis. Maybe we see James Ennis start over P.J. Tucker, or we might see uh, Eric Gordon go back to the bench. It's really all depending on stay, uh, keeping up on the news for the Rockets' uh, starting lineup. So if, you know what I'm saying, uh, paying attention to the Rockets' starting lineup will be pretty pivotal to your success tonight. Um, moving on to the matchups, though, we have a center versus the Lakers. So Clint Capella is always solidly in play. He has an upside of about 50 to 55 fantasy points. Great, solidly in play. Uh, moving on to James Harden. James Harden, I don't see anybody on the Lakers really stopping him. Uh, CP3, I don't really like attacking Lonzo Ball. Just, just uh, I'm not looking at DVP numbers. I'm just going straight off of eye test. Lonzo Ball is, pre- is a uh, pretty solid defender. He's pretty pesky. Uh, he can keep up with a lot of people. So I, I, I don't like playing CP3. Uh, other than that, I, I really don't have too much uh, else to say about this game. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have the uh, Los Angeles Clippers at the San Antonio Spurs. The San Antonio Spurs are favored by two and a half points. We have a 221 game total. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, uh, for the Lakers, I mean, oh, sorry, for the Spurs, we have uh, David per- uh, David Bertans is probable. And for the Clippers, we have Lou Will is, is still out. He'll be out for about a, another week or two. Uh, in general, uh, I like to stay away from the Los Angeles Clippers because the two highest fantasy points per minute players is Lou Will and Montrezl Harrell, and both of those two players come off of the bench. A lot of times, Montrezl Harrell is sitting around the, the mid-sixes, and unless it's like a really, really small slate, you know what I'm saying, maybe I'm playing the late-night late night slate, I really like to stay away from Montrezl Harrell. Uh, I feel like I can get better elsewhere who's actually going to start. Um... And the player that's actually uh, pretty interesting because Lou Will is going to be out is Shai Gilgis-Alexander. Um, if you pay attention to the Clippers rotation, at the end of the games, they like to run Shai Gilgis-Alexander, Lou Will, Tobias Harris, uh, Danilo Gallinari, and Montrez Harrell. With um, Lou Will being the primary ball handler in that situation, with Lou Will being out, then Shai Gilgis-Alexander becomes the primary ball handler in that situation. So him sitting around the mid to high 5,000s, maybe I think 6,000, I haven't actually looked at his price today, but uh, he's, sitting in, he's sitting in a great spot. Um, moving on to the Spurs, this is a great spot for the Spurs. The Spurs are at home. The Spurs are a greater team at home than on the road this season so far. Uh, as far as the matchups are concerned, we have uh, Sinners versus the Los Angeles uh, Clippers. That means LaMarcus Aldridge is in play. Um, 
Rudy Gay is definitely in play. Uh, these teams played about a month ago, and uh, the Clippers came in and s- snuck one on the Spurs, so I can expect a uh, pretty competitive game and a pretty uh, revenge-type game for the Spurs. So uh, I, would, I would definitely put uh, DeMar DeRozan in my player pool. But other than that, um, Brian Forbes, uh, he came out and absolutely sh- uh, showed out last time. GPP, maybe. But uh, other than that, I'm not really too much uh, interested in any of the Spurs. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have the Chicago Bulls at the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic are favored by five points. We have a 208 game total. Jonathan Simmons is questionable, but I'm hearing that he's more probable than questionable. Uh, we have Chris Dunn, who is probable and is going to come off of the bench. Same with Bobby Portis. He is probable and is coming off of the bench. The fact that Chris Dunn and Bobby Portis are back in play really means that I don't want anything to do with the Chicago Bulls team. Um, honestly, there's uh, just really just too many mounts to feed. Chris Dunn and Bobby Portis are normal starters. So, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're used to getting their touches. They, you know what I'm saying, the team want to kind of work them back into it. So, they kind of kills off Levine, kind of kills off Wendell, kind of kills off uh, maybe Laurie just a little bit. Just just the normal starters who was there for a little bit kind of kills off everybody's uh, overall expected fantasy production. So, unless the, unless the prices drop, or you know, what I'm saying, or unless we get a decent amount of sample size to where we can say, okay, this is what the Bulls are going to do. This is what they're going to do on the regular. I don't really see myself uh, playing any Chicago Bulls on the regular, unless it's a really small slate. Then maybe like a three gamer. Then maybe, but otherwise, I'm not really too interested in it. Um, on the vice versa, if somehow Jonathan Simmons is ruled out, uh, Jonathan Isaac and Terrence Ross will get the minutes. Uh, Evan Fournier will be in this game. He was out last game due, a, due to a personal issue. Um, this is all important because the spot, the way that I like to attack the Chicago Bulls is through wing players. So uh, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Ross, Jonathan Simmons, Evan Fournier are all in play. Uh, Nikola Vucevic is in a great spot. Uh, the Chicago Bulls suck at guarding centers. Uh, same goes with Aaron Gordon. He was in a great spot. I, I, I don't really see them stopping Eric Gordon. I don't see anybody uh, on that team being athletic enough to stop Eric Gordon. Um, Aaron Gordon, sorry. Uh, moving on to the last game on the slate, we have Dallas at Phoenix. Dallas is favored by seven, and a half, uh, seven sorry, on the road. We have a 211 and a half game total. Dirk Nowinski is probable. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is questionable. J.J. Barrera is questionable. Trevor Reza is doubtful. Devin Booker is out. And Jamal Crawford is probable. Dirk Nowinski being back automatically clogs up this Dallas uh, front court. Now, uh, Dirk is coming off of an in, uh, ankle injury, and he's old. I don't expect him to get too many minutes. I'm expecting uh, 10 to 15 minutes, probably closer to 10 minutes. Uh, but him just being back and it kind of it kind of kills it for DeAndre Jordan. Kind of kills it for Maxi Kleber. You know, what I'm saying the the normal front court pieces for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, you know, what I'm saying DeAndre Jordan already being seven K. I really wasn't too interested in playing for him because we have Vucevic on the on the slate. Who you know, what I'm saying he he's a stat sheet stuffer. He has assists upside, and DeAndre Jordan doesn't. Right. Um, so. That's what you know, what I'm saying that's what that is. But uh, if we have Dennis Smith Jr. is out, Jalen Brunson, who is the guy who's been started for him, um, yeah. So pay attention to that news. 
if J.J. Barea is out, this one, then that's where things become really interesting. Uh, we have Devin Harris. If if J.J. Barea is out, we can expect more minutes from Devin Harris. Devin Harris is a guy who's not afraid to shoot, can grab some rebounds, can grab some assists. He's a very high-energy player, and he's super, super interesting if both Dennis Smith Jr. and J.J. Barea is out. Uh, from the Phoenix side of the ball, uh, Jamal Crawford is probable, but I don't expect him to get really too many minutes. I'm saying 20 minutes is his ceiling, and with um, Okobo going back to the G League, it just really leaves D'Antoni Milton to have all the uh, ball handling responsibilities. I really like him. He's really not. He's he's not that expensive. Um, with Trevor Reza being doubtful and Devin Booker being out, you already know T.J. Ward is solidly in play. Um, another, a couple guys that I'm uh, really interested on this Phoenix team is Michael Bridges. He's 3,800. Um, he's normally going to get about 35 minutes in the game. He's just a very low, uh, he's around 0. 0.7, 0. 0.7, 0.75 fantasy points per minute. So that's, that's relatively low. And then you have another guy who's also 3.8K, which is Richard Holmes, who I'm interested in. He has a higher fantasy points per minute, uh, as fantasy points per minute average, but he plays on average less minutes. So it's, it's, it's really kind of the yin and the yang of those two. Um, and honestly, that, 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 that's the extent of who I'm interested in for this Phoenix team. So that'll, that'll do it for this episode of Josh's Corner. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask them in the chat. I'm, I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be around a lot today. So um, peace. <laughs>